0: Hello there. Hi there. Uh, Welcome back to our second episode. Um, Again, my name is Michelle. I'm Stephanie. And um, it's a pleasure to have you back um, listening and being with us right now. Um, Just wherever you are, whatever physical space, whatever kind of metaphorical space you're at, um, however much space you feel you're taking up. I um, just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, both Stephanie, Stephanie and I are thinking about the same thing for ourselves, um, but that we do kind of hold you close, um, and acknowledge you, and we do see you, and you know, we do hear you, and uh, we, since kind of the last time we've checked in, or even if, you know, you're listening to this for a second or third time, um, You know, we're still having that kind of positive regard towards you and and, uh, how your day is going.
1: We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. what she's trying to say in short.
0: (laughs) We're glad you're here. And I'm glad Stephanie's here. uh, I'm
1: glad everyone's here.
0: To translate for me. Um, But yes, um, you know, since we've last kind of all been together, um, the bunch of us, uh, I know for me, I've been thinking a little bit about, you know, kind of mindfulness and being present and how I tend to get swept up uh with words and you know before I'm having a conversation with someone I have intentions of I want to make sure I acknowledge or address these things that I have you know I want to I want to bring up and then I completely forget about it <laughs> and then after like it could be right after you know the conversation reaction is ending and I go oh my gosh wait I didn't bring that up. And so something that I, I, want to, I, I want to kind of almost apologize for, um, is, uh, to you, you know, in Terra bang, we, you may have noticed, we were kind of saying this phrase or this word, whether it is from the English language or or, or whatever, uh, somewhat, um, kind of sporadically in the previous episode. So the porch yes. <laughs> um, so I just kind of wanted to apologize for just kind of like throwing it out there. Um, Maybe you're familiar with that phrase.
1: I don't want to assume you're not. Um,
0: But yeah. Admittedly,
1: it is definitely one of my favorite words in the English language. So we just kind
0: of wanted to kind of formally introduce that a little bit more and just take some time to do that.
1: So interrobang is uh, the punctuation mark that is the best uh, punctuation mark known to mankind. It is, uh, you may have seen it in like comic strips, but it's not properly... It's not properly done. It's the question mark, exclamation mark, but, you know, combined together as one entity, not two separate symbols. So we thought that that kind of conveys the spirit of curiosity, but also excitement for everything. Just a bit of a joie de vivre, if you will. I'm probably butchering that French phrase incredibly.
0: oui, un petit, un peu. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, in Tarabank, yes, it's like the superposition. Um, the spelling, I'm, I like things to be spelled out. That helps me kind of learn a new phrase. Um, so it's I-N-T-E-R-R-O-B-A-N-G. Um, interrobang. I don't know, for me, it's kind of like, when, like Stephanie we were talking about it a while ago, of like interro, like interrogate, like you're kind of being inquisitive, questioning something and then bang of like, the interjection can be excitement of like comes with like those punctuation symbols
1: there's also a snark symbol and that's like a the lightning bolt kind of thing with you know the period the, the period at the bottom but mm-hmm. it looks a little oh yeah that mm-hmm. you know hazardous <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's it's great but not exactly the, Requires the some bio safety. Yeah, this, require some biosafety for safety measures. podcast exactly yeah we
0: don't want to get that level of activation going on. Um, too much on the edge. A little bit. <laughs> so, so yes, we, we decided to kind of utilize and bring in this concept and use it as a way of addressing our listeners, our audience members, um, and kind of to help kind of personify you in a way, um, but also giving you space to be your own person, individual, and whether it's just you listening on your own, Um, Or with friends or with just other people who could be one day friends or one day former friends up to you Uh, (laughs) That's just kind of where we've uh, coming from so It's a pleasure to have you with us back uh, in Tarabang
1: and uh, yeah We're incredibly chuffed to have you in our presence (laughs) and we hope that you are equally chuffed to have us in your presence
0: Yes, and if not I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for going with uh-huh. us. So again, something also from last, last episode that, you know, we're aware of since we were working at the Kinks, um, you know, we appreciate your patience with that. Um, so apologies if there was some discrepancies or some issues that were appearing, you know, with audio or.
1: Oh my God. Like I'm so sorry. I apologi- apologize. Um, it has come to light that I had such potato quality like audio and sound and i cannot it's just horrible i'm sorry i'm sorry so much and so in honor of that i've decided to to dedicate um the following what half hour or so of information to to just talk about potatoes you
0: know yeah we don't know how much time uh, it's yeah we'll see where it goes and you know keeping you in it's mind gonna be and a journey. as well yes yeah
1: so, Michelle, I have researched a ton about potatoes the you have <laughs> but, uh, i i 'm very keen to answer any and all potato questions that you have, and if i don 't have the answers you know i 'll try and answer that at some point later on down the road that 's fine i'm so, just wondering do you have any yeah. potato questions you'd like
0: well i 'm wondering is your scope more on a from a biological lens like a cultural or linguistic lens or like you know just historical lens i'm just kind of curious like what you're
1: anything and everything i've got okay. history i've got science i've got language <laughs> i've got pop culture i got mr potato head what do you want i probably got it maybe there
0: maybe, maybe. A, you're a pretty good uh, salesman there
1: i guess so, for you me, want to oversell it. <laughs>
0: don't oversell it. Um, so, potatoes are something I just really like to eat. Um, okay. I do. They
1: comfort food across the world.
0: Yes. And for me, especially, it's something I've noticed potatoes, and I don't know if this is because of my, some of my Irish genetic makeup, um, even though I do understand that potatoes are actually not from native to Ireland and that part of the world. Um, is that correct?
1: No, they're actually American. Yeah, that's I what think, I yeah. so like certain regions I think there's quite a bit that came from like the South Americas. South America's what areas. I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I think there is some kind of tuber that looks that's I think the African yam that was from Africa, but most recognized potato ancestry yeah. <laughs> comes for me, from yeah. South America. Right. So for me just it's from like Americas I... in general. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So I think for me, potato is something that I can, I I can have like all the time. Like, even if I'm feeling like kind of upset stomach or something, like I just always can have french fries or just like roasted potatoes or mashed potatoes or something, kind of a potato product. Um, But then when I'm saying that, it's like, okay, well that's, for me, it's like, I want to say potato, like regular potato, like with the brown skin, because you brought up yams and it's like, and sweet potatoes. And those are very different for me. I'm also like, sense catch myself sometimes like getting nervous about do I use the word yam or sweet potato in any given situation you know yeah yep because I know it because to me it's either potato or sweet potato and I know that I don't think that's necessarily the case correct
1: I feel like a lot of people use them pretty interchangeably
0: yam and sweet potato
1: yeah or at least I I think so too my the family and people that I grew up around they generally use them interchangeably Mm -hmm. but um living up sort of in in northern u.s i hear people use sweet potato more which is kind of interesting
0: um
1: i've never really heard the term yam used um but uh the reason for that is because i think um (laughs) that there were a bunch of African slaves that were shipped over around the colonial era, era, of you know, the Americas. So that's about the 1700s, 1600s or so.
0: Right. So the potatoes and, were initially, sorry, initially kind of discovered by the Western world. I'm, I just assume like the Spanish conquistador time period in like the
1: 1400s, 1500s. Yeah. 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 So they okay. were brought over around that time. And then, um, well, we'll get to the potato part later on. Sorry. We're okay. talking about sweet potatoes. Um, and so they were brought over around the time of, like, the slave ships and, uh, you know, the the slaves, when they are like, toiling around on those fields, plantations, they, you know, there are no such, like, African plants that are growing over in America, but the closest sort of thing that looked, resembled an African yam, which is kind of, like, brown on the outside and white on the inside, mm-hmm. um, was, like, the sweet potatoes, which are, like, kind of brown on the outside, a little orange on the inside. Um, yeah. So that's what they called yams because that was like closest to uh, their names. Hang on. I gotta find <laughs> the name.
0: Are you researching right
1: now? Okay. I, I am. Yes. Okay. So uh, there's a couple there's a couple West African words for yam. Um, nyam Nyambia, Niam and, and Nyame, which the last one means to eat.
0: What English language kinda, what, what language is that?
1: I believe it's it's West African. I'm not particularly sure what particular language or dialect it is, but just that area, that region. Okay. Um, is reported to have used those words and you know, they incorporate the word or the sound yam in mm-hmm. some capacity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they see these tuber like things growing up in Americas they're like, oh, it's a yam, but actually, the constituency inside is totally different. You know, it is still sweet, but you know, the way we see yams in America or really sweet potatoes, it's like brown or golden, orange, I guess, on the outside, but like pure orange on the inside, rather than white, which is what the African variety is. Well, you say
0: golden, because to me, yeah. you know, growing up in the states, yeah. it's the Yukon Gold from. Is that oh, mainly just from Idaho? Different.
1: Uh well the Yukon maybe I maybe. know it's not where the
0: Yukon territory is, but I
1: thought like the No Yukon, Yukon territory is like further up northwest, yeah. Mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. But like the Yukon gold potatoes, it's like you you hear about that in like nice restaurants or something. It's like a particular kind of a higher quality of potato. Sure,
1: sure. It's, I just it's, was, I just
0: it came to mind because you bring up the colors of like orange, golden, white. It was just like but gold
1: you gold yes. is definitely more like yellow looking rather than like, I agree the yeah. sweet potatoes, which is like kind of orangey yellow right it's like a light orange mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like A sunset orange yes yeah, okay, so that makes
0: sense about the difference, okay, so I can say potatoes, and that
1: just means I think it encompasses like the whole golden. Well, is the whole tuber family, but I guess English is forgiving enough okay. to be accepting of that. Okay.
0: But you're gonna get back to like that storyline, right? For some reason, I, I'm sorry. I just found myself a little bit more invested in like the regular potato storyline because of like what I It's, okay. I. Hey, that's fair. That is, my palate that is, is just has a higher affinity for those. Slightly. It really
1: is kind of the meat and the potatoes of the. Say <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> with a <the> straight face. <laughs> <laughs> how long? History. How long were you doing that for? Um, like or that just came out two okay. seconds ago. But I've been kind of dying to just use meat and potatoes in any conversation. Okay. So thank Fair you enough. for this. Is opening a Always. whole bunch of opportunities. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. If you guys, if in you got any puns, please. I love. We both love. We like, do puns. Stupid puns. Annoying puns, amazing puns, all of them. And
0: like it doesn't have to be like explicitly a pun for me. It's just like kind of clever like world wordplay, you know, just like within context. Kind world of thing. play. <laughs> <laughs> we're easily we're easily tickled. The next the next Shakespeare
1: here. <laughs> yeah,
0: you right. Love theater.
1: Okay. But yes. So uh let's let's do a quick one oh one potato history crash course. So potatoes um, mm-hmm. first domesticated around eight thousand to five thousand BC, like South Peru or Northwest Bolivia. Yeah, ancient. Although, how do they know that? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe yeah, they I'm carbon date some like old fossils date, or like there is if not- fibers <laughs> in there like the, the containers yeah. that they stored them in. I don't know.
0: I just say that because I feel like there isn't much writing left from the civilizations due to kind of the Spanish carnage that was done. In the, I, could be mis- I just know that's the case for the Mayans, right? Like there isn't much written record. I'm trying,
1: ever- to, I'm trying to think about the Peru, you know, they've got like the Incas, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got the Kipus, which are like the rope knot, you know, archives. K-I-P-U, but- right? Quipu, yeah, but I think they've only deciphered like a few words, so they haven't really figured out everything. So I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure. I don't think they read the records to like date eight thousand to five thousand BC. Okay, but I just looked it up. The Great Pyramids were they grew in prominence around three thousand BC. So think about that. Potatoes are older than the Great Pyramids (gasps) of Egypt. Okay, that's pretty incredible.
0: That's um, I I can't think I yeah my mind can't really process like that much time like it's no yeah no so I think
1: I think beyond like the B C A D like transition mm-hmm. my my brain's just kind of lost in that annals of it's like that's time. so many lifetimes
0: especially back I mean especially back then where what average lifespan could be like what, thirty or something sure and, and now it's easily double but it's just like you're just freezing through. That,
1: how many potatoes do you think they could eat in a lifetime? If they, I don't know if they're eating potatoes every day, but
0: I, yeah, I don't know that, how much of a staple was in the diet.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They they definitely don't have like air fryers and you know conveniences that we have now, but to make cooking quick. So, you would have to like either cut a lot of potatoes and make them last, or eat a lot and then not take a long time not eating. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't i don't know either sorry.
1: we're getting we're getting sidetracked here i'm talking about potato <laughs> history and we're just sorry to... um okay apologies so uh oh fun thing um there has been potato pottery i really love this stuff what uh, yeah so you know all all great influences of history you know they've got art i'm convinced right so you can look anywhere and there's potato art including back in the old, ye days, and they have actual had like potatoes, lumpy ceramic pottery um, that have been depicted in various ways, you know, as the vegetable that it is itself, mm-hmm. as the anthropomorphic version, you know, where there's, like, human-like potatoes, or a yeah. combination of both, you know, so... Carrots you know, are like that,
0: too, aren't they? I feel. They've
1: been making Mr. Potato Heads from ages. Yeah, I guess carrots, too, you know, because... People are, I mean, you, imagination is wonderful. It's something
0: it about way. root plants, I think of, because potatoes, carrots, and ginger
1: root. Well, they can, because they've got the main, you know, like, starch-holding body. body, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got the tiny little root head that grows out. In the yeah, hair, they yeah. Can kind of appendage-like. And they can grow very abnormally in shape. You know, we've probably breed, bred them so that they're nice and spherical, or at least, you know, ovular in shape, right? Yeah. These days, but you know, before they were pre, you know, super domesticated and um genetically enhanced to you know look like how we want them to look, they probably grew in all kinds of weird, twisted shapes, like dogs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> had really. I mean, there was just kind of this. I just took. I just took. I just took like
0: a couple dingo. meters
1: <laughs> length of a. And now we've there. got. Now we've got Pomeranians that are just giant foofballs.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, okay, okay. So this art.
1: Yes. And they've had uh, different ways of processing the food, which by the looks of it, don't look very delicious. They've had like frozen potatoes, which they thawed to make Mm. it like softer. Mm. And then you know, they take out the water to make it, you know, dehydrated, but then like they stew it. Mm -hmm. So it's got a long shelf, kind of like potato jerky. If such a thing. Potato jerky called... to
0: me would seem more like potato chips because it's like thin slices that are dried out and crispy.
1: But that's fried with oil. You
0: I don't know, but fried by jerky
1: just... with oil. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, just... but those, so mm-hmm. those were called chunyos, right? And then uh, there's another one called tokash, T O Q O S H, that was fermented potatoes, ground to a pulp, then soaked and filtered for starch which also does not sound appetizing. And they didn't have any salt and pepper that I'm aware of. So, I don't know. They just kind of ate it straight.
0: Or they had I spices. They could, could have had other spices. So, yeah. so the art was made out of ceramic, but in the shape yes. of a potato. But were potatoes only used to be eaten?
1: Or... From the looks of it, like, I don't see any records of potato shoes or anything like that, if that's what you're Clothing.
0: referring Clothing tools I'm just, I'm just trying to kind of kind of running well through. they're very
1: like biodegradable aren't they they're from the earth so i don't expect them to last super long not like wood you know wood's got like a nice bark because right, it would they it. they rot right i mean they would yeah rot,
0: yeah they they have there is moisture in them so there's yeah you couldn't use it for something that, that would rot and age no yeah
1: potatoes are kind of sensitive like if you grow them and then You know, maybe shuffle along and there's a little bit of dirt that you kick off, and then, you know, they start to turn green because the sun hits them and they start to, you know, photosynthesize, and chlorophyll is not great for edibleness of this, you know, particular tuber, so that's Mm -hmm. poisonous. (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, another fun thing. I love this. Um, The potato is a part of the nightshade family which is probably why it, you know, it kind of helps that it's, or makes it poisonous. I mean, it's it's normally edible, just don't expose it to sunlight.
0: Nightshade. I think I've heard of that as like a food group that you want to like avoid if you have certain skin conditions, like inflammatory skin conditions, like eczema and psoriasis. Mm -hmm. Did you research
1: that at all? Uh, Actually, potatoes are incredible for your skin. (laughs) <laughs> really uh yeah they provide a lot of nutrients okay because you know it's got a lot of water you know it, it's it got a lot of like cooling properties hang on let me scroll to my cosmetics i'm pretty sure second.
0: though for for, for specifically like, eczema and psoriasis they recommend avoiding nightshades so maybe with because they have kind of that autoimmune response that's
1: so potato juice right mm-hmm. is vitamin rich it's got Uh, vitamin b6 c manganese pantothenic acid phosphoric acid um it's low calorie and high in fiber so it's recommended that you drink them as well Mm -hmm. Um, it's effective against bruising heartburn sciatica gout sprains and ulcers so i guess no specific oh here's another thing um it uh it's supposed to reduce puffy eyes even faster and better than a cucumber And it removes pimples, blackheads, oily skins, and soothes burns. And, you know, you can rub it on your face like a, you know, face mask kind of paste thing. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know who's going to rub a potato on their face. (laughs) But I found some incredible pictures on Google where there is a potato spa. (laughs) Where is it? Uh, I think I want to say Colorado, but I could be wrong really let's see oh what? it's in germany i'm sorry i apologize it's uh, part of the potato hotel it's amazing
0: is it like looking like a potato or
1: oh it's, it's the potato look uh, it's, just like, it's me... just like
0: everything potatoes
1: i really hope so if what not, is that what is the a, what is the way. uh
0: if you could look up the honeymoon suite package at the potato hotel what does that uh, consist of? Hang on,
1: we're doing know. some live googling here in Terre. I wanted so just would... to
0: have like a you know a weekend, or maybe or just a solo weekend getaway. Let's see. No 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 Germany? no, Stephanie, hold on. I got it. I got it. What's up? I What's just want to go with me and my spuds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Imagine, imagine um, going through an airport security and you've got nothing in your suitcase except just potatoes. You can go out of America, right? Because, you know, there's no policy against bringing agriculture out. But coming back in, you might have a couple different problems. Where
0: does spuds, I mean, I say spuds because like, is it because of like the little, those are eyes. Aren't the eyes are what the little sprouts are?
1: Yeah, those those are called eyes. Eyes.
0: So spuds um, is just because it's like a spud uh,
1: No. Well, so I tried to look up this, this origins derivation. Um, there are, it's kind of contentious, you know, but none of them really refer to the potato eye, as you say. Uh, it kind of refers to an instrument. So in Latin, there's a spad, you know, kind of prefix or, or root word, which means sword. Um, old in Old Norse there's a word called sp S P J O T which means spear in Dutch spid S-P-Y-D. <laughs> uh and then in 1440 there was like a first recorded instance of the English, you know, uh references using the word spud, but that was that meant short dagger. So essentially it's a sharp narrow spade, like that was the actual instrument that was used to dig up large rooted plants, like potatoes. Hmm. Um and I think it was first recorded, you know, in that case in like 1845 in New Zealand, and then it became slang for just potato, because you'd always kind of associate the two together.
0: It's interesting how these different, so many different, it's like such an international uh, food item. I mean, you're, you're incorporating these different uh, terms to describe that are in different from different languages, and then, you know, we... Talk about the
1: history. You know, no, we use and, it for something else entirely.
0: Yeah, and you know this hotel is in Germany, um, and it's like when something becomes so international, and it's and it's you know it's been around, like you said, for thousands of years. Um, what tends to arise, especially in humanity, right, is this desire um, to claim ownership, you know, um, or just some kind of like yeah, claiming something like I growing up this is so specific but like french fries um you know so i was yeah I, yes. I was like elementary i was in like primary school when nine sure. eleven happened and i remember this bizarre news story and i believe i feel scared to say this because i don't know if it's true but I, this is my memory um like president bush like kind of like bashing french fries and we should like boycott french fries because because freedom fries freedom fries it's so th- okay you had that you experienced it yeah and it was like oh yeah because french fries are french because the name obviously which is like ah. oh potatoes are like are because are they the first ones to do that um you know like are potatoes from france i just remember like that got me thinking about something that i just like i just go to mcdonald's and just order french fries
1: because they're yummy yeah in yeah. in america it's often like even just lowercase because it's not technically like the, the french proper noun it's just become a common word right yeah um but no it so to answer your question potatoes no are not originally from france although now there are specific varieties that are from france some very fancy varieties um but those are not the ones that are going to mcdonald's (laughs) they're very expensive so not mcdonald's quality french fries (laughs) they're from they're from like so so there's different... They're uh, from like the Netherlands or something, right? I think, I, think, I think it's the way that the fries are prepared from the potato itself is considered like a French or Belgian style. So Belgian, the, okay, you know, the, okay. You know, if you go to France, probably don't say that the Belgians invented it and vice versa. If you go to Belgium, don't say the French. They've already, you know, got a bit of a rivalry. Um, <laughs> so, uh,
0: you know... I wonder if French fries are a bit how like... The sandwich is like how it's like named after that British guy famously, of like who wanted a convenient thing to eat with one hand while he could like gamble or sit at the bar or something. But like when you think about a sandwich, like it is it's like it's just a
1: piece of bread, like yeah, they've been it, doing this as old as time
0: in so many different cultures. But like for some reason, we call sandwich its, its own thing is sandwich, and like yeah. this French fries is just like it's just a convenient way to consume potatoes, just his we with your hands and they're small and, and
1: i think whatnot. everywhere else in the world they just call them fries i think only america's where they say french and i think so chips what are chips they're, the they're thick cut thick cut fries oh. or what we americans call fries well we call the thick ones the steak fries steak fries but mm-hmm. chips same thing
0: so steak fries are chips steak fries in the u.s are chips today but in the but
1: UK. Actually, no. I take that back. I think all French fries are like fat and thin over in the UK are considered chips. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I take that back. It's okay. But I feel, I feel like Tarabing
0: was like ways like saying. Um, actually, I know this already. These guys are taking too long to get around to this. <laughs> Sorry, let me, tell,
1: Tera- let me tell you the French the, the Belgian argument for why. Belgians claim to have the, the existing thing. So they were supposed to like fry small fish as like part of their meal, but in the deep winters, the rivers were too thick and frozen, you know, uh, to catch mm. the fish so they just cut and fried up the potatoes. Kind of like how they'd fry the fish. So yeah. the substitute. <laughs> they'd do that. And this is like around the late 1600s sort of-ish, seventeen early yeah. 1700s. Now, the French argument, um, they they generally used uh potatoes uh for peasants at the beginning you know while most of europe actually you know thought they were for peasants you know only for the 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 pigs and the peasants and not really suitable for proper human consumption but then this one legendary dude uh he was a french army medical officer his name was antoine augustine parmentier where's that that accent um i'm sorry it's okay (laughs) No good with French. (laughs) Um, But this dude, right, he was taken as a Prussian prisoner. uh, And he had, you know, had to work the land and grow and farm potatoes and eat them. And then when he returned after the war, he tried to convince everybody Mm -hmm. that, you know, potatoes are okay. They're not going to kill you because, look, he's living proof. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wasn't even allowed to grow them in the hospital garden. And so then he, like, tried to host dinner parties and invite, like, influential people Sorry, I say hospital garden, he had to live in the hospital at the time because, you know, he was a medical officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, okay, so he tried to invite loads of influential people, you know, to, to, to you know, convince them about the way of the potato. Um, and he invited people like Benjamin Franklin, Antoine Lavoisier, you know, like scientists, uh, big thinkers. He invite, even invited like Louis Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette, Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, he kind of convinced them that sort of potatoes are acceptable. Marie uh, Antoinette started to, you know, use potato blossoms in, like, her artistic decoration designs, you know, like, the flowers, putting them in her hair, having, like, flower prints of potato blossoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he came up with a variation of, like, the English shepherd's pie, Of obviously it's a French version, so... Um, you know, ground beef, uh, which is like stacked below some mashed potatoes and cheese. You, know, mm-hmm. you can add some gravy or corn or something, whatever you want. Um, I'm, I'm and, getting really hungry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's this amazing story that he even hired armed guards. You know, to guard his potato patch, right? But then he would like uh, tell the guards, you know, whisper in the ear to convince people um, that you know these potatoes were valuable. And then he told the guards to just accept the bribe, so let them, so, uh, you know, so-called steal the potatoes, Uh, but, you know, to make him look really cool and interesting. But that didn't really work, and people were still like, I'm not really sold on this, like, hog food, you know? (laughs) Um, Uh So this only became popular in, like, uh, 1785 when there's a huge famine they basically had nothing to eat but potatoes mm. um you know they they had to grow the potato field gardens and then they were sold as freaks by parisian you know push cart vendors because yeah. there's nothing else <laughs> but yeah. i mean what a dude what a dude he tried he tried to convince people to the way the potato
0: no the totally pioneer. yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: no, just I just like this kind of yeah. Europe is kind of this like microcosm, just this back and forth. Um, you know, there's so many different unique countries like so closely together, and like geographically as well, right? So they share a lot of like the same history due to like climate or and that, a, and probably, other incidents.
1: And tall tales definitely you know grow further with each generation, right? You know, every generation wants to just a little yeah. bit more, right?
0: But how this um, like this this still this trend like still continues. Mm-hmm. um i don't know so something something Sef- 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 i've been talking about is uh this this new movie out on netflix um it's kind of bringing us to our our we're we're, we're nearing the end of, of this episode wait, wait
1: before before we get to the end i just gotta do a real hmm. quick reason for why we call them french fries uh because Sorry, okay. didn't find that out uh 1802 thomas jefferson he asked the the chef the white house chef you know pre- third president of the united states asked his chef um his name was honore julian who's a french chap um Mm -hmm. to prepare potatoes served in the french manner so there is probably the reason why we call them french fries because he knew of them probably from old ben frankie uh you know his bud inventor bud uh fellow founding father (laughs) (laughs) um you know about about Mm -hmm. the french fries there and Mm -hmm. i think Thomas Jefferson was also quite heavily influenced by the French for other reasons, but yeah,
0: he was. So there, yeah. there you go. Monticello being his name of his home, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're just kind of wanting to. We're nearing the end here of uh, our session. The last couple minutes, and uh, you know, as we mentioned in the last episode, something we'd like to always do is end with uh, some things that some some tunes that have touched us, um, riddled us some way or whatnot. Uh, Stephanie, you wanna?
1: I'm going to be greedy this week. I've got three.: You can: so, yeah, Why don't you, you take it this week? How about you take it? Okay. Yeah. okay. So the first one is called "Thank You Baked Potato." Because, we've of got course. potatoes.: Of course. Um, it's by this chap called Matt Lucas. He's a famous British comedian. Um, it was originally some kind of song for some, some like comedy panel show over the BBC. But then recently, you know, with all the coronavirus that's been going around, it's been repurposed and reused. Um, now it's relevant for like washing hands, you know, a reminder for kids to wash hands, or just not kids, but everyone in general. Yeah. Uh, wash hands, stay indoors, you know, like keep up with that social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just like stay okay. And then it just says, thank you, baked potato, because the potato is the one giving the advice. So, yeah, good message. Uh, which just, it's so silly, but it's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> And Wonderful. in the vein of, of other silly and also great songs, um, as Michelle mentioned, uh, I've recently seen a movie called Eurovision Fire Saga. Oh, you did see it. You did see recently it. on Netflix? I saw it last night. Oh my goodness. Probably one of my favorite movies ever. <gasps> good to it hear. It is oh, that's so good brilliant. To hear. Um, and it's, it's a story about an Icelandic, you know, uh, two people from Iceland who want to enter into this uh, singing contest, I guess, for Europe. Now, how aware are you of you, are you, Michelle, of this song contest?
0: A little bit through you, but I don't know about interabang how much they so, would so know. So tell me
1: how what you know, and then I'll, I'll like Yeah, to sure. You...
0: Um, so just briefly, because you just want to be respecting time, especially that of interabangs. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Eurovision is kind of this It's an annual competition, I believe. I don't know, for I think maybe a few decades or so going on. Um, And it's just kind of like
1: 50 years or something. Okay.
0: It's a competition between the different, like, it doesn't have to be like in the EU, but like Europe. As a whole. Supposed
1: to be from the EU. But yeah, no, but like I'm like foreign Russia foreign competes Australia. and like
0: Ukraine, Eastern yeah. Europe competes and like Iceland's competing, yep. for instance. Um, and so they have like a board or committee and each country kind of puts forth an act, a single performing act, musical singing act, and they come up with an original song and they perform um, at this like mass concert. Um, yeah, and they kind of like it's like maybe rounds or so, and there's kind of like this like Olympic board of judges, like his international board of judges, I guess, um, that vote. And I think there's some fan input as well, like the people, the yeah. people of Europe. The people,
1: the people I, speak out. So there is votes. no no panel of judges, but you're pretty much right on everything else. Yeah, it's it's okay. voted by the people. They can give anywhere from like I think one to twelve points. There is some sort of like elimination system earlier on. Okay. And it builds up to the semifinal, uh, one and two, and then yeah. the finals in some countries. It's like can televised,
0: pre-qualify. and yeah, in one in yeah. one country wins. But uh, it's host, like
1: hosts a year, yeah. So whoever yeah. won the previous year, they get a host. The oh, okay, year. okay, yeah. But uh, but it's generally it's different from I guess what Americans would be used to for the song contest, right? Because it's just uh so crazy. You can have great songs. You can have just kind of really weird niche songs um you know punk bands you can have rap you can have it's just all genres but everyone is just so generally wide uh, accepting of all the different things um and and
0: it doesn't necessarily have to represent like your country
1: no it's just the entry for that year you know Mm -hmm. it it may use some traditional elements of your country or Mm -hmm. it just may be a totally modern pop song you know and people just vote for what their favorite one of the year is. They can't vote for their own country's entry. Otherwise, it'd just be the the country that has the largest population. But they can vote for all the other countries. Okay. Um, and it's wonderful. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's just amazing it's a spectacle that's for sure
0: what kind of mood do you need to be in and is it something you can watch by yourself
1: a lot of people would say drunk but i've never seen it drunk i've just always seen it with graham norton who is the british presenter and he's always sassy and amazing okay so and what,
0: about, and what about the movie what about the film
1: the movie it, you go in for amazingly stupid but it turns out to be just a hundred percent amazing <laughs> okay. you'll get it if you know okay. if you are Previous fans of Eurovision, you'll love it. If you've never seen Eurovision in your life before, I'm sure you'll still love it too. Okay, uh, it's it's heartwarming, surprisingly heartwarming. Um, nice, but yeah. So it's got Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams as like the main characters, and then mm-hmm. a few other really cool other people and cameos and some uh, previous contestants. But okay, the song we're going to talk about my song of the week for this, Volcano Man. Mm-hmm. That is. It's it's one of the songs that they have. It's far too short for this world. I need like it to be the length to be grown out like times three or five or mm-hmm. you know have a ten hour loop. It's incredible. Um, we're gonna have the YouTube link because I think it's better with the visuals. Okay. <laughs> um, and in honor of this this Icelandic fictional Icelandic duo being from Iceland, I'm gonna put in an actual Icelandic uh, song as well called Glossily by this band called Sigur which is also amazing yeah. the first two recommendations are a bit too high very high energy this one kind of like brings you centers you kind of starts off very slow builds mm-hmm. up and then at the end you're in some very fierce free spirit mood and very soar off it's great maybe i overhyped it but i love it it's, it's kind of a gliding kind of my favorite song
0: casting yeah, off, floating exactly Weightless. That's good. No, that's a good variety. Thanks for thanks for sharing and um, yeah. Yeah, no, and so we're kind of, yeah, at the, nearing the end here and uh, one thing we did want to touch on a little bit, kind of in our closing remarks is you know, trying to not really tie a tight bow but kind of create some kind of presentation some kind of scaffolding uh, you know, for this podcast that we're doing, the stuff are doing, and we talked a little bit about our intentions the previous episode in our introduction and stuff and you know so hopefully you know in discussing or in the beginning of this episode the concept and the idea behind utilizing InteraBang, and kind of the mentality or the mindset um, that Stephanie and I feel that we kind of have especially when we're chatting with each other like this uh, and kind of meandering <laughs> down different different avenues of thought and curiosity and in um, just there being kind of this non-judgmental canvas of no, you know, no thought is a bad thought, unless it involves oatmeal raisin cookies versus being better than chocolate chip cookies. But that might just be me.
1: Uh, what madness are you living <laughs> in? But I respect your <laughs> madness.
0: No judgment! No judgment, please. Um, and so that's kind of the center that we'd like to, you know, pass on and spread forth even to you and Terabang, Um, you know, for you to, to incite in you kind of things that, you know, might pass through your mind and like maybe letting yourself suspend them and hold them and, you know, fondle them, view them, observe them and think about these different things and allow yourself to kind of explore and, you know, sometimes allow yourself, and ask yourself the question, well, what about? And uh, so that's what we decided to title this podcast, um, this open-ended, well, what about of this inquiring idea. And uh, with that, I'd like to... Well said. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, well, well so, so what we were talking about today was really great as well. So thanks for sharing thanks. all that about potatoes and great songs too. And
1: I hope it wasn't like too word vomiting. <laughs> no, I, I felt well.
0: I felt I felt fine because I think I'm just I'm seated and I'm like in a relaxed position right now that I'm able to just kind of like take things <laughs> in. I'm not having I'm, I'm literally just like sitting here and doing nothing. in My body
1: Have just you listening. A couch potato. <laughs>
0: Good. <laughs> Maybe another time.
1: Maybe another I, time. Maybe I tee myself time. up. But thank you. <laughs> thank you
0: both Stephanie and bang for for spending this, you know, a little bit less than an hour with me. And uh really looking forward to to the next time.
1: Yeah, cheers. Have a great week ahead. Yes. Ta-ta.